0: You want me to do that story? I can do the story.
1: Okay. Yeah, you should do the story. Want me to do the story? You're a good
0: storyteller. No. <laughs> no <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> so I I've, I've been in two two weekends at my new job and uh the first weekend uh at my new job I'm up on stage and they are like introducing me as the new the new dude that's leading the student ministry and kale's up there with me and you know doing all this stuff and it in the very front row in the student venue there there's this girl sitting there and she has something on her shoulder and mm-hmm. i'm we're both on stage and i'm looking down at it and it, it starts to move and i'm like oh my gosh what the like what the heck is right there and we're on a microphone on the stage and we just stop everything we're doing like hey what's that on your shoulder because it just moved like is that <laughs> thing alive and uh she says, "Oh yeah, it's real." And she pulls it off her shoulder and it's this bearded oh, no. a, a bearded dragon in the middle of a, in the middle of a student venue and uh she has a name for it, it's on a leash. It has wings. It's on a leash? It has a leash. Like she has a leash, she walks it around. Like during during the rest of the service, she just like has this thing hanging out. She's putting it inside of her jacket. She has it on the floor on the leash like as everybody's talking and hanging out. So just super great first experience at a new job to have a bearded dragon in the in the front row did it have a name it did i asked it, her her name but you don't remember i don't remember
1: what color i was took it? a
0: picture of it though i can put it in the show notes oh yes i would love a picture it was like it. a brown and its wings were purple and they weren't real wings like this wasn't a okay. real. it, was, it <laughs> wasn't it <laughs> wasn't
2: a real like yeah i thought it was like khaleesi mother dragons <laughs> no it
0: uh <laughs> it had like these fake purple wings that she like put around its arms and it was like on its like a costume, <laughs> like a costume pretty much. So awesome.
2: A costume for a bearded dragon.
0: Yeah, and I was really surprised because I didn't think those things could come out of, like, a warm environment. I mean, it was like that first weekend I was there was that super cold weekend we just Oh, had. yeah. And I was like, it's kind of strange that she just has this thing out and about when it's not 80 degrees. I feel like there's got to be some kind of environmental thing <laughs> for those. but
1: <laughs> Maybe she just has a really warm body. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
3: it. That's, that's what it's a little... <laughs>
2: Uh, well awesome today we're doing something a little bit different uh we've got tim ham from i am sloth here i'm a sloth what's up guys he's a sloth (laughs) and he's here hanging out with us uh doyle and i are dressed appropriately we both have our sloth shirts on was that planned that was yeah he he
0: asked he's like hey we should wear some sloth shirts i was like i have one i'll wear it (laughs) perfect yes so
2: i have this one and then i have the uh the one from the gcu net of worship oh yeah yeah
0: got that one too they're they're
1: gonna do that again this weekend i think yeah yeah i don't have a shirt this time but
0: are you there a part of it or no
1: No, they don't like me anymore. I'm just joking. (laughs) That was just last year. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was good, though, but yeah. Sweet. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for
0: being here. Do you go by uh, Tim or Timmy? Uh,
1: I have, like, alter egos, so it's like, (laughs) depends who it is, you know? It's like, if it's professional, people usually call me Tim, Mm -hmm. Uh, but then people from the internet world call me Timmy people close to me usually call me timmy so it just goes both ways like i've had both names on my driver's license so i like switch <laughs> back and forth sometimes <laughs> like last time it was timmy uh actually right now it's timmy so yeah nice. i my dad's name was tim so it was a way for me to always just kind of like separate myself yeah yeah so whatever really and then that hair tim, is timmy. getting nice and i actually long. just got it cut the For back real? of it, yeah, the back okay. of my hair was past my shoulders.
0: Oh, dang. Jeez. I know.
1: But I was like, man, it's borderline creepy now. So,
0: <laughs> And like, I have
1: kids and like going to school, I was like, I kind of feel like the creeper dad, so I should probably get trimmed <laughs> up. <laughs> it's a little too long now. I never wanted to be that guy. So, yeah, I just got it cut on Monday. Yeah, It's feeling good.
0: Man, I don't know if this is weird, but every time <laughs> I see you now, I just think of Jack from...
1: This Is Us. This Is Us. Yeah.
0: Because you dressed up as that for like Halloween. Yeah. And I was like, man, that
1: My hair, that identical. was like... Yeah, that was in the process of growing my hair. And it was like perfect timing. Like the show is like blowing up. And it was not... Yeah. I got, I would get it all... Anywhere I went, people would ask me. I go to the gym and like older ladies would just like walk up to me. <laughs> they're like, hey, Jack. I'm like, what? It was so <laughs> funny. And then, uh, yeah, we were that for Halloween. And we actually... I. We took a funny, like a cool photo together, and I think the show's on like NBC or ABC, but they like reshared it and like it was oh, so all it got out there. Yeah, it was like viral for like a day or two, and it was so funny. So, but yeah. that was that.
0: Yeah. Now, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> now it's a little too long,
1: and Jack's dead. So,
0: Do you watch the show?
1: I did until he like died, and I was like, I felt, or until they told this story of how he died, and then I was kind of like, I don't know, kind of over it now. I feel like nothing ever happy happened in the show, anyway. So yeah. I was kind of like, I feel always feel so depressed when yeah. I watch this show.
0: It's like so emotionally draining.
1: Yeah, it's like good, but then it just brings you down, and then you're like, oh, maybe my life sucks too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't stay invested in shows that long. That yeah. Are yeah, like that are like that. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen it. I, I heard he dies. Is it like a toaster problem or Crock, something? Uh, Crock-Pot. Crock-Pot, yeah. yeah.
1: He, mm. he, I think he leaves it on or something, but there's like a faulty outlet catches fire but he dies it's like
0: a couple days later yeah. right like smoke or yeah. something
1: yeah he got like emphysema in three days okay okay mm. no, i don't know yeah <laughs> is that possible <laughs> three days gone. i don't that's think wrong. that's possible
0: yeah that's why i just stick to the office i can't i can't handle any more yeah. emotional drainage that's
1: a good one office yeah. speaking of the office you know they're coming out with a new show no called space police I oh did. i did i did hear yeah. that is it, she, steve, is it steve carell yeah yeah he's the main guy and then the other guy from the office that helped produce it i don't know his name but supposedly it sounds like amazing
0: yeah i think i did see an uh, advertisement for that too hopefully it's like
1: the office i actually have been re-watching it i just started (laughs)
0: yeah in season one (laughs) you like forget too. like i don't know it's just so good man yeah the the early stages of the characters too before they developed into like the kind of characters they would become like meredith she's just like a normal person but yeah as obviously (laughs) it goes on she's like a well, you know, whatever. But we need <laughs> you to be a character now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: That's great. What else? Oh, I actually started rewatching. Uh, did you ever watch Boy Meets World? Oh, I did. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm like, I was on like the last season not that long ago. Is
0: that Hulu or Netflix? As it's Hulu? on
1: Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Boy Meets World is the best. Oh, yeah. Super
1: nostalgic. I'm yeah. like, dude, if you want to be a good parent, just watch Boy Meets World. Not like The, the <laughs> beginning episodes have so many like little like with like teaching things. And yeah. Like, yeah. It didn't would never out the new
0: Something new with Boy Meets World? Like Girl Meets World. Yeah,
1: I don't think it's very good though. Yeah, I've not saw-
0: seen it. Yeah, me either. I never saw it. I don't know. My mom yeah.
1: won't let me watch that. So <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: that's good. That's good. Well, Tim, Timmy, Sloth, uh, <laughs> why don't you uh, explain for if in, if anybody's listening doesn't know yeah. who you are, what kind of what you do?
1: Totally. Yeah. So um, I'm a dad. I got four kids, and I'm—I uh, guess I'd call myself an artist, um, mostly digital illustration stuff, and uh, and then also like mural kind of street art type stuff. So, a little bit of everything, um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much. I sell some merch stuff like that. Pretty much anything creative I like doing, but yeah, I'd say Illustrator would be the main main gig. It's awesome yeah i always don't know how to explain myself when people ask me because i feel like i'm doing so many different things but i usually just say i'm an artist
0: do you still do like obviously merchandise i feel like you see that all the time like people wearing Mm -hmm. it but is that is that still like the bulk of what you do or is it lending itself more towards like the graphic design stuff doing other things like that
1: yeah uh yeah like this past well last year um i started making a change in a different direction it's like i still like selling clothing but um i mean it's just so hard to sell enough clothing to make it sustainable which was doing really really good but it's just always felt like a like a rat race and i'm not a huge person that loves to like push sales on people so and then also all the like Things behind the scenes, like managing people, printing, and customer service, it was just that's not necessarily my strength. So, I'm still doing the clothing, but I've kind of shifted my like art stuff and my like social media brand to start doing just more work with brands. So, like paid brand deals, where like right now I'm doing a bunch of stuff with Logitech, where um, like I was just at CES with them and I designed their their booth at CES, and then I was there doing some live art and kind of like covering it on my social media so trying to do more things like that uh and not making the clothing like my bread and butter kind of thing Mm -hmm. still gonna always have the merch but i'm also like in process of like using moving all that stuff to like a fulfillment center Mm. where someone else is printing their shipping so i don't have to deal with any of that
0: so you just strictly design for that once you move it to there
1: yeah and then after that all i have to do (coughs) is like anything marketing or design related just like making content and trying to sell it.
0: Mm.
2: That's sweet, man.
1: Makes it easier. You don't make as much money, obviously, because they're doing the work, but it's better for me.
2: It sounds like like a logical progression for from printing your own t-shirts yeah. to like outsourcing that, and you can just focus on doing the actual arts totally stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's funny about it is like six years ago, I was like, I want to have the biggest clothing company ever. And I, and now I'm like, I just learned so much about my personality and what I actually like to do, what my skill sets are. My ego is a lot lower now, but before I was like, oh, I can do it all and I'm doing everything and I know how to do it all and I'm good at everything, which... Six years later, I learned, like, no, I'm actually not good at a lot of stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm really bad at,
1: like, 95% of everything. I'm, like, really good at, like, a small percentage of things. So I need to focus on those things. So just a lot of trial and error. But now I'm, like, kind of matured a little bit and just trying to figure out those next steps and chapters.
2: Well, before we jump into the interview proper, yeah, uh, why don't we hit what I'm calling... the <laughs> The the Ask Reddit top five. So I picked five of my favorite Ask Reddit questions and we'll all we'll all answer them. Sweet. In the interest of starting something new with having Tim here, our first guest on the podcast. Woo and number one. <laughs> number first one. First or last, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'd like to start doing this with uh anytime we have somebody on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be good. Oprah. Finding some uh some fun questions. So I tried to tailor these towards uh stuff that I think you would find interesting. Sweet. So the first one for us is what YouTube channels are genuinely worth watching?
1: Ooh. That's tough. If it was if this was like three years ago, I would have had a list of like ten. But <laughs> The YouTube world has changed so much over mm-hmm. the like the last couple years with different changes and the popularity of vlogs kind of dying out a little bit as like everyone thought it like as they realized it was like not really sustainable to do it every single day. Um, I think I honestly I really only watch probably one YouTuber and then I'll like casually every now and then catch up on others. But I really like this guy, Jan Olsen. Mm. who's uh he was a professional skier and now he just he's just super well he does like anything he wants hes just any but he's got this like awesome down to earth personality um it travels a bunch he just got married um but he's always doing something crazy and super fun so i like i like watching him um but that's probably the only only person that i'm really like caught up on yeah yeah I, I mean i used to watch all the others like the whole like Jake Paul's and all those, but sure, all that stuff's changed so much now. So I'm not really, I don't really like follow them as much.
2: It definitely feels like we reached a like critical mass of vlogs, yeah, uh, yeah, like 12 to 18 months ago, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it, I remember like Casey Neistat yep. was just cranking, cranking, yep. cranking, and then yeah, all of a sudden it was like I, I would watch them every single day, yeah, and then I just found myself going weeks and I was like, oh, I haven't watched. Any Casey Neistat. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, like, I mean, he's obviously one I used to watch all the time, too. But kind of slowly fell
2: out of that routine. I think it's probably difficult and and probably you can probably relate with your own uh, YouTube channel of, like, just trying to keep up the grind of producing something new every single day. Yeah. That eventually you start to kind of run out of gas and run out of ideas.
1: Yeah. It, it's gnarly. I tried to do every day. Uh, this was probably like two years ago. I was like really in it. And then once I stopped, though, it was like it was impossible for me to get back into it. It was like yeah. when, when you're in the flow, it's great. And you can like do it because you're like just in this constant like hustle mode. But it was like once I was like taking a take like a, a week off, I literally like there. I tried so many times to get back into it. And it was like impossible for me. i'm like because it was like waking up at like 4 a.m editing for you know two two and a half hours and then for me my kids waking up and and then having to do that and then you know then start filming again yeah and then on top of that everything else that goes into your day so it was just like and then every day you know it's just like yeah if you get out of it it was impossible but so now i'm only doing like once a week
0: so you still do one a week every single week
1: yeah try to yeah, and now I don't edit uh, Grayson, who you can't see is here, but he edits all my stuff. So
2: say hi, Grayson. Hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, so YouTube. Yeah, uh, I don't know. What about you guys? Do you guys
0: have any? I don't. I don't really follow anybody specific, like a YouTuber. Like I don't know anybody by name. The only people I know by name is Smarter Every Day, uh, which is Destin Sand Sandlin. Yeah, Sandlin. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how to say it. But he's an he's a engineer, like an aerospace engineer, worked for NASA for a little bit, and he just does these, I don't know if you've heard of Smarter Every Day, Justin yeah. is familiar as well, but um, yeah, I really like those because they're short, they're short and sweet, and they're just educational, like mm-hmm. he's yeah. always doing something different, and I think what makes him good is it's not just like talking about space, but he'll do like random videos like on how a lawnmower works, like things <laughs> that you're like, man, that's really cool, Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was listening to a podcast actually on my way over here, and he was talking about a Nerf gun nice and how you can take out like the pressure gauge in a nerf gun and make (laughs) it go like twice the speed that it was Uh, made to go it's like man i didn't even know those had any like thought into a nerf gun yeah that's amazing you can you can mod it to make it way more painful or whatever i'm (laughs) like dang that's he like talked about how he has advantages with his kids when they do nerf gun wars because he like (laughs) he like mods all his and his kids just have the normal ones Uh, that's uh, amazing goes to town so i look i like i liked his probably the one i watched the most like every single week i'm checking the channel is the barracks yeah Um, they put out
1: really good content yeah
0: and that's not even like a specific youtuber that's just a channel that um again like it's a skating channel and yeah every every year they do battle the barracks um which i follow uh, a lot and and i think mainly too like they're not just putting out like pro content they're putting out like amateur content just anything that's out there that um, is worth watching in the skate world, and I, I just find that interesting. And we've talked about that before on the channel too, just like skating as a whole and the community is just so interesting to me. So I,
2: I really like that channel a lot. Nice. Yeah. For me, I think the one that I feel like is genuinely worth watching, uh, there's a guy named John Boyce. It's mm-hmm. like B-O-I-S. Okay. He works for uh, SB Nation. Okay. And he makes these series of videos for them called Chart Party. And they're like overly obsessive sports videos. <laughs> awesome. I just watched his latest one just came out, is it's been like three months since he released a video. It's forty five minutes breaking down what is the worst punt in NFL history. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are there video clips? Yeah, it's, it's... Oh, that would be awesome to watch. It's phenomenal. It's a great 45 minutes. <laughs> but every single uh, video is like that. And it's all like... He brings, brings a lot of statistics into it. And And my favorite one that he did was, uh, what if Barry Bonds never swung the baseball bat? Like, how would he rank in... in Terms of hitting, hmm. and he would still have been one of the greatest hitters just based on how many times he was walked. Yeah, and and just breaking break, <laughs> breaking all of that down is is great. is it It's just a it's a re- really unique channel. So yeah. John Boyce or SB Nation,
1: I love it. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that one out. I've been catching myself watching uh, like live events. Like yesterday, mm. I was watching um, the U.S. Open snowboarding on Red Bull's channel. And it's just like it's. I guess it's like TV, but it's on YouTube. So I love that. I love that about it. I've watched some surf ones too, which has been super cool. Just on like the middle of the day, and I just throw it on. But it's cool to see they're going a little bit more like TV ish Mm -hmm. too. Yep. Yep. Sucks for creators like us, but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I mean, if it could help us out, you never know.
2: I feel like that's uh, a big. I don't know. I feel like that's that's a big couple of forces pulling against itself internally with YouTube is. Oh yeah. Is they 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 want to compete as if they are network television, yeah. um, in terms of what types of ads they have access to and and what kind of rates they can command with that, but they also don't want to. I think their best resource is the people that create yeah. content for yeah. free for yeah. them on their platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
3: yeah,
1: hopefully they don't go down the route of, you know, messing up everything they've done with all the creators on the platform. And yeah,
3: because
1: mm-hmm. I mean, it all all that'll take is a different platform, and creators will have no problem jumping ship. And I mean, they made the platform, so. But yeah, I definitely think at the end of the day, they just want to make money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep,
1: unfortunately, but it makes sense.
0: Speaking of YouTube, have you seen? I just saw this yesterday. Uh, have you heard of Momo?
1: Oh my gosh. Is that real? Yes. And it's fr- <coughs> it is I was awful going- <laughs> looking.
0: Someone's like, "Hey, if your kid have you have you heard about this cuz my kids like they're on kids YouTube a little bit. They watch like Peppa Pig and some other like yeah, yeah. I And mean, they're 4 and 2, so they don't really know exactly what they're watching, but they're kind of all over the place on kids YouTube." And this lady I work with is like, "Hey, have you seen this thing called Momo?" It's pretty terrifying. I yeah. was like, "Holy cow!"
1: Yeah, I haven't really watched much of it because I'm already having nightmares.
0: Oh, that face! There's like this I, face. I saw the f- the oh The face my gosh. me.
1: I that's like enough for me.
0: Oh yeah, my it's like golem, but even <laughs> like on a more like I don't know,
2: like whatever it is. But was, like, what is the deal with that? So I was barely awake this morning when Katie told me about this because yeah. she she works. My wife works. um, she manages the after school program at a charter school Oh cool okay So she had to send out a mailer addressing <laughs>
1: momo I thought it was a joke at first when I saw it yeah. on Facebook I was like I thought it was like a spam ad yeah, yeah. So
2: apparently like it comes from an art like the face is a sculpture that comes from an art exhibition in Japan because uh-huh. in part of like the spiritual beliefs culturally is that uh, different elements in the world like have like a spiritual like demon or angel associated yeah. with them. So this was like an artist's depiction of a specific entity. Yeah, that makes sense. Entity. And then somebody took that and and thought it would be funny to like intercut it into like a kid's thing. But then like the news was like, oh my gosh, somebody is yeah, like doing this, save your, save your children. And so now I'm sure it's in like thousands of videos because people are like, oh, I'm going to be able to get Views, yeah, yeah. because this is such a big deal right now.
0: But the content
2: that it's pushing through,
0: it's, it's, it's uh, isn't it like danger? Isn't it like telling kids to do things
2: that are, yeah, yeah, dangerous or something? You and we were talking about this this morning. Like, I feel like when we were growing up, because I feel, I feel like our generation was the first, the internet was still the wild west, but the adults didn't really understand it yet, yeah, and. So like I, I feel like there was plenty of stuff like that. We were just talking about. Do you remember Angry Aliens? Yeah. Like watching Angry Aliens, yeah. the uh, like the bunnies that reenact the 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 movies in like thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah. stuff like that. That like my parents definitely didn't know that I was watching that in like fifth grade. Yeah. You know, yeah. there like, was all
1: w- sorts of creepy cartoons. Yeah, like I went back and rewatched. Uh, was it like Rugrats and Hey Arnold? And I'm like, these are so dark. Yeah, there's some <laughs> But some I thought they were like I was like so hey excited like to one of watch my it. Favorite, yeah. yeah. I was like so excited to watch it. But yeah. after I watched it, I'm like, I would never let my kids watch this. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Uh
2: yeah, the grandpa in Rugrats was, was a little uh a Yeah, it's yeah, a little bit borderline. My kids are into Caillou. I don't know
0: yeah. if you know what Caillou yeah, is. Oh
2: yeah. I remember Caillou. My Gosh. youngest sister liked Caillou. Yeah, that
0: kid was like a whiner and yeah. a complainer and just so many things and after watching i'm just like you're just giving my kids all these ideas on how to like kids whine don't, and like complain. Yeah, don't don't watch caillou <laughs> no,
2: not even not good uh, so yeah i thought i thought that was interesting because i feel like a lot of those same with like the tide pods challenge mm-hmm. it's like the attention that it gets uh kind of makes it more of a thing than it actually was in the first place. Yeah. And plus like
1: media doesn't have anything to talk about. So (laughs) they just like anything they can jump on, they jump on because they're just after the eyeballs. Totally.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll move on to the next question here. Keep things rolling. You talk a lot about self-improvement, whether on your Instagram feed or uh, on your YouTube channel uh, or on your anchor podcast Mm -hmm. from (laughs) uh a few years ago I did go back and listen to oh no way your whole anchor anchor podcast yes. back, back catalog. <laughs> um
1: so I need to start something like that again.
2: It was good. It, it was, was a fun lot of, it was a lot of fun. What is something small that you can start doing to better yourself today?
1: Ooh and easy? It small.
2: didn't say <laughs> and easy, right? It, yeah. it didn't say easy. It just said small. So um
1: shoot i'll just uh i'll just bring up something that's like recent for me that's been totally helping me is uh in the morning i've been writing down it's probably like 10 or 20 things but i'll write down uh just like little things i'm grateful for Mm. um because this last year was super stressful for me so it was just like i noticed i needed to make a change because i had been feeling just stressed and anxious about stuff but yet everything in my life was like better than ever yeah and so i noticed i just wasn't paying attention to like all these amazing things that were going on so i was like i need to like make a point every morning to remember all these wins that i'm having and to be grateful for and you start to run after like i'm on like month two or three now so i'm like you start to run out of things to write but sure I just start thinking of, like, super simple things, like I have legs. <laughs> but, like, there's a lot of things we don't think about, and I think it's been helpful for me because then it starts my day off, like, after that, and I'm like, yeah, everything is, like, really good. I got nothing to be stressed about. Yeah. So that's something little that that's has, good. like, been pretty uh, good for me in the morning.
2: I think in a similar vein, it's a, it, it's a little bit of work, but it, it's a pretty simple thing is just kind of keeping a record of what you've done throughout the day so so like i kind of track my time i i I used to try to figure out a way to to use an app to like select the category and it's running a clock but i i realized i don't need it to be that specific i just want kind of a general idea of how did i use my time today and and that kind of allows me to look back and feel like you know like if the last week it just felt like i didn't have a great week i can look back and be like oh well like i don't have to i can reframe it in my mind as like oh it's just a really busy work week i didn't get to spend a lot of time with friends and family that's why i'm feeling like this you know it gives you a little bit of data to look back on and see why you might be feeling a certain way
1: i like that yeah yeah because a lot of times you feel that way because of where you're spending your time yeah totally i don't know you just like i'm (laughs) awesome yeah like
0: (laughs) no no, not not that at all but yeah i think like the one thing that i've done and i didn't just start this so it's something i've been doing probably for like a year is my phone and this sounds really easy um, but my phone shuts off every night at seven 30. Like I don't get, it doesn't shut off, but I don't get notifications or calls or texts or any of that stuff.
1: It's like airplane mode or something.
0: Yeah. Just like it still has internet, like all that stuff. I just don't receive notifications. So it's, it no, doesn't make yeah. noises. It doesn't show up on like on my screen. It just stays blank. Um, so I'll still get them, but it doesn't notify me or let me know that they're there. And I think for me, my kids, and maybe this is only relevant, I mean, not, I guess not if you only have kids, but my kids are finally getting that age where they want my attention a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like Fenway's four and she asked me to play like all day, every day, you know? And, um, I think I was just starting to realize that about a year ago, like at night when I would get home or whatever from the gym or whatever I was doing after, after that I would get home and I, I wouldn't, I would allow my phone to, to kind of dictate what I was doing or, even after dinner and just hanging out, like I would just have my phone and, um, I just noticed that was like filling my time more than I wanted it to be. And I think for a lot of people, that's the case. Like you don't intentionally mm. want to look at this all day, but when you're getting notifications and texts and Instagram likes, like whatever that is, you're yeah. constantly on your phone. And I think my kids even, <clears throat> I just think they, I think they're at the age where they can start noticing that stuff. Oh, for sure. And I don't want, like, I just don't want like Fenway to ask me to play all the time and her remember like, Oh, my dad said no because of whatever. And,
2: So I don't
0: know know if that makes sense, but I think that's something for anybody that like after even medically like study, like knowing that you're not on screen time after like seven 30 and your brain's kind of like disengaging from all the stuff you've been doing all day and allowing it to relax a little bit. Um, I don't know. Does that make sense? Oh, hundred
1: percent. I try to do the same thing. The thing that's frustrating for me sometimes because I'm like constantly on social media is Mm. my like engagement times are sometimes in the evening so it's like it's always tough and i'm not good at like pre-planning content so i could just hop on and post it real quick or Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like downtime like i try to respond to all my dms or Mm -hmm. comments and it's like oh well i only really have time at like eight at night but i don't want to be on my phone but same thing with kids it's huge like one of the funny things i always think about is i mean our phones are like laptops Mm -hmm. and i always whenever i'm out i just envision people like carrying an actual laptop and how ridiculous <laughs> that is and i'm like this is so silly like i would never like bring my laptop to go take a poo i would never like bring it like <laughs> like, like you know like i would never have it in my lap while i'm driving or so i whenever i think about that it kind of like puts me in check of like this is yeah. actually really ridiculous
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, we
1: literally are just like connected to it all the time but
0: yeah I mean, even like even with me and my wife, like if we're watching, we're really into Game of Thrones right now. So that's yeah. like that's like what we're going through, and uh, if we're both watching Game of Thrones, but one of us is on our phone, it's like you're totally disconnected, even though you're like doing something together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it just takes all of your energy. To me, anyway, for me. So yeah, I don't know. I just think I if you're going to better yourself for the future, like disengaging from that little device, at least for a little bit of your day. 'Cause I, I mean my phone, it comes back on at seven in the morning. So mm. seven thirty to seven it's off or no notifications. But once seven hits, that's like it's there all day, you know?
1: Yeah. That's good. I'm gonna have to adopt that.
0: Yeah, and I think iPhone too, like with all that new stuff they put on, like all the the sleep, all that all the database all the statistics they have about how much you use your phone all day. I don't know if you guys the, have like yeah. screen time, the screen time mm-hmm. stuff. It's pretty like eye opening too. You know, like when it tells you how many hours
2: you were on Instagram last week or yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. it's like, dang. It's yeah. a lot of time. That that's a pretty interesting uh and unique problem for you too, probably of like yeah. your your work and social media intersect in a way that like neither n- neither no, of us no. our job requires us <laughs> to be on social media. But yeah. for you, like yeah. if you aren't actively engaging yeah. on social media you're not doing your job as well yeah it's
1: 100 percent work like i have to yeah like i i sometimes think like i'm pretty sure if i didn't like if if it wasn't part of my work i don't think i would have social media but i do love it for work but i don't really find my time my time spent on i don't do a lot of like scrolling or anything like when i'm on there it is like i'm purely working but the problem is, like, same thing with, like, you turn over notifications. It's like, if I get on there, then I got to respond to people. And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. It just, like, sidetracks you. But it's tough because a lot of the times, like, for me, the good times for me to be on social is, like, 7 a.m. in the morning, which is usually, like, breakfast time for my family. Mm-hmm. And five to like eight, which is usually times I'd be hanging out with my kids. So it's like trying to find like a little window when maybe I could like post it real quick or if I saved content from earlier that I could post. But that's always been a like a struggle.
0: Do you have two or do you just have the one I am sloth?
1: I have two but I just decided actually (laughs) yesterday I'm I'm gonna do something with my other one. So I'm gonna start this other one, uh my other account um and start focusing on growing that just uh, for more content that I actually like more meaningful stuff. Okay. Because it doesn't really make sense to post like on my other account when it's like more focused towards like art and creativity. But I have a lot of stuff I want to share and like as a dad and as like a believer in all this stuff. But it just doesn't really like – I don't want to confuse people on my yeah. art yeah. stuff. So I'm going sure. to revive that one and um, – kind of like bring it to life hopefully so is
2: it almost more of like a, a brand account or a personal account
1: yeah 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 so and with doing work with brands it's like it will open up a lot more opportunities as like a person and a dad and stuff like that with brands versus like a niche of like an artist
2: yeah, yeah. so so i think this segues nicely and talking about social media uh what historical figure would be the best and worst instagram follows <laughs> <laughs> it's like a historical figure, best and worst Instagram follows.
1: Oh, like the best person I follow and the worst person I follow?
2: So, if everybody in history had an Instagram, who do you think would be the best person to follow? Oh, shoot. Most interesting Instagram, and who do you think would have been the worst? I mean... Hitler probably would have had a pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) Instagram, but... Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been really bad. Well,
1: he probably would have just gotten, like, banned. That's what I was going to say. He would
2: have violated the terms and conditions. Easily, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Shoot. That's tough. Do you have one? I don't. I need to to think for a second. I
0: didn't even see that question on there when I was reviewing (laughs) this earlier, and then I was like... I just saw it, and I was like, damn, that's a a hard one. Uh, I just thought it was a funny one. Yeah.
1: I think it'd be pretty interesting to, like... One of the, like the earlier presidents Like uh, who's the guy that had The really crazy like sleeping schedule He only slept like two hours Was it Thomas Jefferson They Where he like slept mm-hmm. two hours Every like two hours or something Maybe yeah <laughs> And I just feel like they'd be super dry and bland. So it might be Like Mo, Mo from The Office. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. Reminds me of a Kramer from Seinfeld when he sleeps like 15 minutes every hour. Yeah. He like goes through that cycle. Yeah. He's, he's like up and taking a nap. Like he's just all over the place. It's so good. Yeah, I don't know who would be good to follow. When I think about that, like historical figures, I follow this Twitter account called Captain Andrew Luck. Yes. Which is like Andrew Luck is like a. 1800s c- captain for the army and he just like <laughs> talks about him leading the colts into 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 battle.
1: Oh, that's good. And it's
0: all of all, all he posts is letters to his mom and uh Dearest mother. Dearest mother. Thank you for the squirrel oil. Like so many like random things. <laughs> but it's such a good account to follow. So I, I don't know, I feel like somebody in that era yeah. would be would be cool to follow. I just don't know who.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I feel like about you. I feel like you might have somebody uh I don't know. I was, I was thinking like I feel like Cleopatra would have been would be a Ooh, pretty yeah. popular follow. She'd have a lot of brand deals. Oh, <laughs> for know, sure. She <laughs>
1: that would be pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, Checking out the think.
1: pyramids and stuff.
2: Yeah. 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 Watching pyramids get built. Instagram liveing the pyramid <laughs> <laughs> built. <laughs> IGTV. And now we would know yeah. how they get those big bricks up there.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh,
1: what were the What were the guys that like? What's his name? The traveled like across America, like the like, oh, uh, loose and Clark. Yeah, that that, would, that could be actually pretty dope.
2: Yeah, that would be a really Lewis good and forward. Clark. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All those like untouched scenic landscapes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. If they had like service,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this would have to be like twenty years in the future <laughs> where internet is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's sorry guys i didn't get a live stream the bear (laughs) eating the other bear because we didn't have service that's
2: great 6g man yeah 6g uh all right so both of you are parents um i am a dog parent uh uh, it's like the same thing so yeah (laughs) that's what i'm told uh what is the most embarrassing thing your kid has ever done in public
1: Ooh, in public. Uh, well, I don't know. A lot of stuff. It's, like, hard to think of one. Our kids did a lot of, like, uh, when they were learning how to talk or they didn't really understand stuff, obviously, like, saying words that, like, definitely were not the words, like, <laughs> like really loud. Um, a lot of, like, more so embarrassing ones are, like, oh, like, there's a... <laughs> There's a guy at Target that has like looks like Hulk Hogan, and I think one of the times the kids were like, "Why is Santa here?" and it was super embarrassing. Uh, There's another time where like we're walking through the aisle and one of my kids was like, asking why like really loud like, "Why is she black?" and that was like, it's like no like (laughs) because then they look at you like no i promise like we're good parents (laughs) yeah they just haven't like i live in an area i don't know why but they asked the question so (laughs) so a lot of just little like embarrassing things like that i think yeah yeah i don't know what about you justin
0: man i they do a lot of things too they're malachi he's just a character i mean justin Mm -hmm. knows him really well but I don't know. Like, he likes to run around with his shirt pulled up to, like, pass his nipples and just, like, <laughs> <laughs> run around and yell my belly. Yes. Like, okay, we know it's your belly. I think Fenway, like, <clears throat> actually not, like, thinking about Fenway, so we used to always, like, I don't know. Maybe this is weird. Maybe you don't do this as a parent. But, like, Fenway, when she was younger and, like, still now, like, I'll, like, tickle the back of her leg as she's running or something or, mm-hmm. like, tickle her butt or whatever. Does that sound weird? I feel like that sounds weird to say that. No. But I don't know. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, whatever. But anyways, uh, she...
1: Just don't do, do it to kids that yeah. aren't your yeah, kids. Not yeah, not your own kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, she's, like, four,
0: not not 20. Yeah, so. she's 15. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh she... I think from us doing that, she thought it was okay to, like, do that to <laughs> other people. Oh, so, she's, like, ran funny. around and, like, touched people's butts before. like, t- <laughs> And she would say tickle. And people <laughs> were like, what the heck? It's like this oh, little kid funny. grabbing your butt. It's like, oh, we don't do that to... Anybody else? Like uh, we don't do those, do that to other people. Like she would run around the church and do that, and it's just, so kind of funny. funny.
1: That reminds me, uh, my oldest, when he was younger, we'd always go to the park, and he would just like there'd be families there, and he would just pull his pants down and start peeing, <laughs> like all off, like take his clothes off and just pee on a tree. It was, and, and he would I've take had, all of his clothes off. To yeah, do that. and I've had my daughters <laughs> do that now, and I'm like, no, you can't do that. So it's just, it's <laughs> funny. They just do they do that in they they your want.
0: backyard a lot or what?
1: Apparently, I don't. I guess. <laughs> I guess my wife Britt think is fine in the backyard. So I think they just thought it was like yeah. cool to do it wherever.
0: Yeah, we're trying to get Malachi potty trained, and yeah. someone said the easiest way is to just take him out back and let him like let him pee in the rocks. Yeah, like to teach him just like oh you can pee. Obviously, the hard part's like getting in the toilet. I don't know. You have Asher, so yeah. I don't know if you've had experience with that. But yeah. someone was like, yeah, just take him out back and teach him how to pee like off your patio or something, and then. He'll (laughs) think it's fun (laughs) Move it inside (laughs) Yeah, I don't know That's just what Someone had mentioned
1: I don't know Yeah I've never I haven't tried that We just Hmm. follow him around For a full day Yeah, no diaper Just No diaper And it seems to work decent Usually takes like Three or four days
0: That's how Fenway was Malachi like Doesn't even care Really? Like at this point Like (laughs) You know Like he just doesn't even care To like He has no interest Like he'll go He'll actually like go In the toilet But it's not like he he just – he doesn't even care about it. Like, right, hey, you want to go to the bathroom over here? He's like, oh, yeah, sure. And then we'll go go to
2: the bathroom. But (laughs) he still wants to wear a diaper. Like, he doesn't think – I don't think he knows yet. That's funny. I I remember a few – I feel like it was only a few weeks ago. Like, it was right after the last service at church, and I was walking uh, into the lobby. I see him come out of the nursery in, like, uh, pajamas. Oh, yeah. I was like, hey, you're wearing pajamas today? <laughs> <his> he <clothes. Yeah, laughs> peed all over his clothes. <laughs> yeah, peed all over his It's, like, it's, a, it's like a normal thing, yeah. yeah, <laughs> Yes.
0: Yeah, I remember one time leaving the church. They didn't have any clothes to put him in, so he was in, like, shorts and shoes, but no shirt, just because he peed all over. Like, he peed through everything that he had on. Oh, man. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. I think that's it, though.
2: So we mentioned in a previous episode, but uh, mine with Guinness is probably when he first started dog school. Oh, yeah. Uh he, uh, we were the first ones in the class, and then the uh, the next dog that walked in was a three legged pit bull, and he immediately started like bullying the, the three legged pit bull. <laughs> it's like, no, no, sorry, I'm so sorry. This isn't normally <laughs> this is how he reacts, but then he derailed the whole class. And nice. Yeah, n- we didn't really get much done, but yeah. I don't know if you saw the certificate downstairs. He is now a graduated
1: oh, dog awesome. from
2: up school so
1: he's a legend he made it
2: that's right it all the way through he's a dark (laughs) he's a dark horse (laughs) that's right dark dark horse horse. that's good good. Uh, (laughs) awesome so the last uh question from reddit is what part of being an adult were you unprepared for
1: Ooh. um Probably for me, especially recently, and it's funny it's taken me like four kids to like really get this down, is uh focusing outside of my own personal goals. It's always mm. been really hard for me. So I think being an adult now, that was like one thing I didn't expect. I always thought it would be like, Oh, just keep doing my thing, like keep focusing on my, what I need to do and successful and all that. And so I think that's one thing that is kind of like, Oh, I didn't mm. really expect it to be that big of a deal. Yeah. But now with a family and getting older, I'm realizing how, how less important that side actually is.
0: So you mean like more focusing on your family's goals, like for your wife and for yeah, your kids. Yeah. yeah more so. Them.
1: Yeah. Focus on like, instead of like my own personal goals being number one, it's like, I need to make sure you know my family and God is number one, not like, yep. competing. You know, yeah, yeah. So that's that's. I think that's been a big transition mm. for me.
2: Yeah, definitely. Man, that's a lot better than mine. <laughs> 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 what was yours? Well, I got. I mean, I don't <laughs> know how
1: you, you guys were young when you got married, right? Pretty young. Yeah, uh, I mean, I've
2: only been married for like nine months. Okay, so. and then how old are you? Twenty eight. And then you I got you married, married at.
1: T- you're like 24 maybe.
0: I was like 23, 24. 23. I'm 28 now, about to be 29. Yeah. yeah like so, 5 years. We're about 5 we're 5 years in. So we so. got
1: married like similar ages. Uh I don't know. Yeah. I there wasn't really that was yeah, I think that was the biggest one for me. I'm trying yeah. to think of another one. Like the transition was like from yeah. like adulthood. I moved out when I was young. I'm super independent. So I didn't really I wanted to be like have that adulthood, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think I think I was similar. Like, I wanted to do stuff on my own, like, as I got older. But I think something I was unprepared for, The f- right when we got married, we moved. We moved to Kentucky, like, right away. It was, like, three weeks later. And I think something I was unprepared for when we moved and I is just how, I think, dependent I was on certain things and people mm. without ever really noticing or realizing that I was dependent on just that. like on, on the yeah, relationships like relationally yeah like we lived in phoenix our whole life like i'm born and raised here and yeah. then we get married and right away we moved to kentucky which is totally different and now so i have someone living yeah. with me that i've you know that yeah. i've never lived with a female before so like I and just, it's humid there it's humid it's awfully humid <laughs> yeah we moved in like july or june it was but june. they have fireflies yeah they're dope <laughs> we had a dog that used to eat them if you pop a firefly it has like the stuff in it and you can like rub it on you and it's like all neon looking. That's cool. It's pretty sweet. Our dog, our dog used to like eat them. It'd be like on its tongue and its mouth anyways. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think like the dependency of in this, I mean like dependent on my mom and my dad, like things like that where like moving across the country, I no longer can just go to the next room over and like talk to my parents or drive down the street to my parents' house. Like now it's a phone call and it's a four hour difference. Like I think that, that, Year and a half, two years we lived in Kentucky was really like helped me just begin to understand like I don't. This sounds bad, but like I don't, I don't need those people to help me do these things. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think that yeah. makes complete. I sense. think that's where I was a little unprepared, and even, even for Mercedes, and maybe I'm speaking out of hand since she's not here, but I think she struggled with that a lot too. It was like she was so close to her mom, so just those relationships, and then moving across the country, like realizing just how dependent you were you know, mm-hmm. on someone or something and, um, yeah, that's I mean, good. I think I was unprepared there.
2: I, I, I think, uh, the first thing that came to mind for me was, was being unprepared for like feeling like I'm actually getting older. Yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> Just that, that realization of like, Oh shoot. Like I'm really close to 30 now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, like I don't mentally feel thirty, but like last night I was at GCU until like two a.m. Yeah. setting stuff up, and like today, like I feel like I'm close to yeah. thirty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's that, I I'd agree with you on that for sure. The age thing is weird. Yeah, super weird. And and,
2: you- and just like feeling like your your parents are getting older, and yeah. like everybody you know is getting older. It's just weird. It's a weird thing Are yeah you 30
1: yet i'm 32 now okay i definitely the, back to the one of the things that changed for me i think that's one of the reasons why i started noticing like the change and shift in my mindset on what's number one is because mm. i'm getting older yep is just seeing like my kids and then realizing like oh i'm 32 like i mean i'm not I'm, I'm probably gonna live past 60 but i could potentially be halfway <clears throat> done with my life like that's crazy
2: yeah it's crazy
1: so yeah just the age thing is weird. And then, yeah, all the other little things like staying up late or like working out is harder. You know, mm-hmm. your bones hurt more. I go to the chiropractor every week. Like, <laughs> just things that are like never would have thought of.
0: <laughs> you like the chiropractor? Yeah. Man, someone keeps telling me I need to go. I've never been to a chiropractor. Yeah. Dude, Got, like, it will, adjusted or it will
1: change your freaking life. Yeah.
0: I herniated those two discs, my lower back, and I never had surgery or anything, just mm-hmm. physical therapy. But, like, yesterday, I could, like, bear, after moving on Tuesday or Wednesday,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I was, like, dead. And someone's like, hey, you should just go to a chiropractor and have him like, adjust you or something. I was like, You eh, need to yeah, go to
1: mine. He's awesome.
0: Out there by you in Peoria?
1: Yeah. He actually, yeah, he goes to CCV. He's like, he, you'll literally go there and be like, I just want to go back and hang out with these guys. They're so awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, get,
1: they're that legit.
0: You should send me that info. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, chiropractors are amazing. Yeah. I Because I, what's wrong with me is I couldn't, like, I was waking up, and I couldn't bend over and stuff. And mm. I'm like, I don't know if it was from football or so what. So like,
0: totally changed that for you.
1: Yeah, it's definitely helping. Like, uh, I'm supposed to be- go back and get some, like, uh, injections and stuff. Where they put, like, uh, it's like a numbing material, something. And then they give you a massage, like a deep tissue massage. Yeah. And But so far, I'm on, like, week four, and it feels great. Man, chiropractor is good for all sorts of stuff like stress. I know people that take their kids to a chiropractor when they're sick because your spine and and all that has a lot to do with your immune system. Mm-hmm. So if like you're off on there, like even stress or headaches, like it, like you know when you get a headache in the back of your neck, mm-hmm. a lot of that time is because your spine is pulling on one of I don't know he the technical term for it, but it sometimes could be caused because you're just off. That's good to know. So my yeah.
0: wife's all about chiropractors. She loves loves going.
1: You'll, Dude, you'll leave and you'll be like, I feel so good right now. I think I've
0: always been, like, nervous <laughs> to go to a chiropractor.
1: Yeah, like, they're going to, like, snap your neck.
0: <laughs> like, I see, like, <laughs> like when I had the physical therapy done for my lower back, he would, like, take my legs and, like, shake them and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. all this weird stuff, and I was like, man, this is funky. But, I don't know, like, maybe i am just always been, like, a little skeptical of, like, man, what's what's going on? Like, you're just, I mean, I guess they get degrees for that,
2: so it's good. Yeah. I should yeah. trust it.
1: Yeah, it's good.
2: It's good. I've had a lot of jaw problems um, I, and so does my wife and, and she, she's gone to the chiropractor to have her like jaw I don't know mushed around and uh, I had my cousin who's a, a physical therapist I had him check out my jaw one time too and my mom like almost passed out watching him like just <laughs> he, he put on a glove but he was just like holding on to my lower jaw and like pulling it and you know pulling it left and right and she was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy.
0: Man, well, cool. Well, like always, uh, every episode, we like to talk a little bit about ways that you can stay engaged and stay in the know of what's going on in the Two Justins podcast. And obviously... Instagram and Twitter is a incredible way uh, just to, to know what's going on and to see what's coming next, if we have anything coming out that will interest you. Uh, but also today with uh, Tim Ham here, we want to go ahead and just uh, advertise uh, his podcast or his uh, Instagram as well and his feeds are different things. So um, how can they follow you best, Tim, when it comes to your your uh, business and, and what you do?
1: Yeah, I would say Instagram, at um, IamSloth. Or on Twitter is just at Timmy Ham, but I'm um, I'm on there all the time, so it's easy to follow along. So Instagram and Twitter,
2: yeah. W- what can they expect from following you on on Instagram?
1: Oh my gosh, crazy things! <laughs> <laughs> um, Instagram, I do a lot of. I mean, you'll you'll probably see some of my family, but then I'm also doing a lot of uh, like creative projects, whether it's murals or digital illustration art stuff uh i travel a lot so i'm sometimes i'm in other cool states or whatever but just a lot of creative stuff
0: sweet so make sure uh, you go on and follow tim ham so you can follow the stuff he's doing and talking about here on the podcast as well as heading to at two justins uh to give us a follow as well that would greatly help us out and i uh, would help you stay connected in what we're doing here through the podcast <laughs>
2: Sweet. So let's jump into the uh, interview proper here. Tim Ham, born, born in Phoenix as well? Yeah. Yep. R- raised was, in yep, Phoenix? Born
1: in Phoenix. Yep. Raised in Phoenix.
2: And uh, what I'm sure a lot of your followers know already, but that a lot of people listening may not know, is that you were a uh, star running back in high school, <laughs> heavily recruited.
1: Yeah. The glory days. The glory days. <laughs> <laughs> so let's
2: relive those glory days for, for a minute. Yeah. Uh, let's talk, uh, talk a little bit about that. And uh, I don't know. Let's let's just kind of break down uh, your career journey uh, from the beginning up to what you, what you got going now.
1: Crazy. All right. Uh, well, yeah. So, you know, I was born and raised in Phoenix. Um, <coughs> I've got a sister, an older sister, um, and obviously a dad and a mom.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um and uh yeah growing up it was mostly um i i was you know i i got really into football but i wasn't ever like super passionate about um like following it or watching it i mm-hmm. didn't i never knew sna- stats i still don't think i know all the rules of football even though i played college <laughs> and um like so but i i just enjoyed the team atmosphere and being an athlete but i was growing up i was really involved in like dirt biking and skateboarding i loved action sports um and those were kind of the people that i like to hang out with um but yeah high school was mainly um football and um dirt bikes didn't really do any sort of art or anything like that but yeah i ended up getting uh recruited my junior year and got a scholarship to play at university of Nevada and took that. But I, I had a lot of injuries in high school too. So it was kind of like a, a block in the road. I could, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I only played like two games in my senior year. Actually my junior year, I had a lot of offers from like all these crazy cool schools, but then, um, ended up only having a couple my senior year. Cause I only played a couple games. And so I ended up going to Nevada and playing football played I was only there for two years same thing I was just constantly plagued with like shoulder injuries I got the starting position as a freshman first game I got hurt and then came back trained all season next fall camp pretty much the same thing got hurt again right before the first game at a in a scrimmage and then after that I was just kind of like I my at that time in my life I was like I was very I was a good kid but uh, my I don't think my heart was in football as much. Um, like passion. <clears throat> so I probably could have kept playing, but I kept I just didn't want to keep getting hurt and having surgery. So mm-hmm. and I had a lot of other interests and so yeah, I ended up leaving and coming back here to Arizona. And I was here for like a year, decided I want to keep playing football. So I went out for <laughs> <laughs> the Arizona Rattlers. And that was, I don't remember what year that was, but it was the year like probably 2008, maybe. Yeah. Uh, They ended up canceling the whole arena football because the economy was so bad at that mm-hmm. time and that was they'd announced that two days after tryout so after i tried out and then they did that i'm like i am done so (laughs) um oh sorry go ahead yeah no
0: i was just gonna say in that whole process was art art ever a thing for you
1: no i mean i I did did... yeah the art was i loved the things i really loved i loved creating and i i definitely loved like the business side like i loved making money and doing deals kind of like selling stuff um And I always did art. I mean, I only took one art school or one art class in high school and that was it. But my mom was an artist. So I I grew up drawing and doing stuff like that, but I definitely never pictured myself as like an artist until football ended. I kind of just went back to creating and it was probably more therapeutic for me because I didn't know what to do with my life. And so I just started drawing. Hmm. Um, And then that was kind of like when my space was around and I started kind of sharing some of that stuff. And then people were like, Hey, will you do this for me? And so it kind of like slowly caught on since I liked business. I was like, Hey, maybe this is a way I can like work for myself someday. Yeah. Um, so I just started like selling small, like pieces of art for like super cheap, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like how I segued from football into the art.
2: So you, you, uh, you're working at a coffee shop.
1: Yes, I was working at a coffee shop too. Yeah,
2: and 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 you're get getting ex football player barista. <laughs> <and> barista. <laughs> I swear,
1: I'm I was like the buffest barista. It was awesome. Yeah, I uh, bet. but it always stuck out like a sore thumb because like that's the stuff that I was into. But like me as like on the outside, definitely did not project that. Yeah, so sure. It was, it's always been like I've always been super self conscious and like kind of insecure around other creatives because i obviously from the outside never fit that that picture yeah and so it was always a struggle for me is cuz i'm like i love like creative stuff i love like action sports i love skateboard but like i don't look like that you're physically yeah. much bigger in yeah. person than I expected you yeah. to be. <laughs> People say that all the time. Like at these live events that I'll go do live art, and they're always like brands that haven't met me and They're like, "Oh wow, you must work out." I'm like, <laughs> all right. I'm like, I used to play football, and then it leads to all these other stories of like, "How are you an artist now?" Yeah, I got a lot of slack for it when I moved back from um, Nevada. I was. I was actually I was serving at a restaurant and I was working at a coffee shop, but the restaurant I was serving at it was like a constant. All these people that I knew would come in, they're like, "What are you doing now with your life? Like you're doing art," and it was just like always an embarrassment yeah. at the time. So yeah, it, that was like kind of crappy, but
3: yeah,
1: look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on uh, two Justin's. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> no Thank better you. place to be. Yes, <laughs>
2: the peak. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm so peaking. Post uh, coffee shop. Yeah, you get a job as a graphic designer. Yeah. Is so,
1: that right? uh, yeah. So in between like football and that time, I realized that like I was doing the art stuff. I realized uh, selling art's like really hard. Like not a lot of people want buy canvases. I got a computer. I started dabbling with like Adobe programs. And I le- I started to really fall in love with like graphic design um and i was uh at that point i had got engaged and then i was living in my car for like six months and saving money and then i got married and after i got married since i had been doing a lot of graph design and like practicing i kind of had a portfolio and mm-hmm. so uh, there's a, a <clears throat> an older creative guy that was working for an outdoor advertising company that was kind of like a mentor for me and like mm. the Creative sense, and he knew a company that was looking for a designer, and he put my name in the hat, and they ended up hiring me. And I was totally underqualified, and (laughs) probably like wasn't a hundred percent honest with my skill sets, but uh I got the job and like somehow kept it for a couple years. So it was, I learned so much. It was awesome. It was like it was like going to college, totally (laughs) just learning everything and like because I did I. I had never worked in a professional creative environment, so it was just like mm. insane.
2: Did did you did you ever have the f- like fear that you were going to be found out? That
1: I still have that fear today. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like someone's going to knock on my door and be like, "You're you you can't do any of this," like yeah. <laughs> just yeah. because it's it's it just all sometimes doesn't feel like yeah. right in the sense. But uh, yeah, at the job all the time, and it would stress me out because. You know, the first day is like, oh, we need you to like code this on the website and do this. And I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that. So it was like constant, like Google, YouTube, <laughs> making sure like nobody's walking around my cubicle. <laughs> and then like, okay, I know how to do that. And it was, yeah. I had a headache for like three months. Jeez. It was just because it was constant, like learning so much and so fast. But I mean, some of the things I learned at that job have helped me now, like so much. I bet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you kind of knew at that point, like, this is what you want to do for the rest of your life.
1: I wanted to do when I got that job. I had just kind of started um, printing some clothes and, like, kind of like I wanted, I was really into street art. So I knew I wanted to be an artist. Um, I, I, I didn't really know at that point if I wanted to like work in the agency world forever or if I wanted to like become my own like artist. <coughs> but when I got married, it was kind of like, Alright, I need like something sustainable. My mm-hmm. wife had just gotten a teaching job, so she was a high school teacher. And uh I was like this like ex football player painting
3: <laughs> in, in my <laughs> apartment.
1: Like what a loser. <laughs> and uh so and I got the opportunity, it was like I got I gotta at least do it. It was I was excited about it and it was really fun. Um but in the back of my head while I had that job was always like, How can I eventually like go off on my own?
0: Yeah. So when I when I first met you, I was—I
1: think I was working there.
0: You were because yeah. you were riding a bike, yeah, oh, to yeah. and from, yeah, yeah, uh, Arrowhead area, <laughs> which is like a thirty-mile bike ride. Yeah. So how how did you get to that point?
1: Yeah, so after like a, a year and a half, yeah, it's probably a year and a half into the job, I had still been doing like my side hustle with trying to sell t-shirts or stickers or whatever it was uh and i kind of built like a little following so i was selling a decent amount of clothing and um i came with i just came with this idea i was like well i need to decide which what i want to do because i can't like i know for sure from being an athlete like if you want to be a good at something you have to like really be focused on like one thing like mm-hmm. you can't really be divided in a lot of different areas and expect to be great at one thing so i just was talking to a friend of mine and i was like dude i i I didn't have money because we were just married we didn't have money and i'm like but i really want to buy like some inventory i want to get better stickers and just kind of like in and also at the same point like do something very extreme that is gonna force me to like Buy all in, and so I decided I was going to sell my Toyota Camry, which I only got like four grand for. <laughs> it was like no money. And was this
2: the same uh, car that you were living out of? Yeah, or yeah. So, <laughs> so I sold my, sold my house. Your house. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, yeah, I, I sold I sold that, and then I had the money, and I realized it really wasn't that much money. So I didn't even get that much from it. Um, but the experience of like, I told myself. In a year from now, I'll buy another car. And I really... So, yeah. So, I rode my bike to this job. A round trip, it was probably over 60 miles. And I did that, yeah, for like a year. Um, and it was it was crazy. It was an awesome experience. And I think if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have had the confidence for what happened. Like, after I got my car, then we bought a house, I ended up getting laid off. And that was, like, if I hadn't hadn't done that, uh, I probably wouldn't... I don't know if I would have had the confidence or faith in myself to, Mm -hmm. like, go all in. Because when that happened, I was like, oh, that's a perfect sign. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. Because I had, had, like, got a car after that year. And then we bought it. We had finished building our house. And I was, like, getting comfortable of, like, Mm -hmm. dad life. We just had a kid. Mm -hmm. I had this nice new car. And I felt myself getting comfortable where a a year from there, I was like, I'm doing this no matter what. Yeah. And I think it was just like life saying like, nope, you're still going to stay on that (laughs) track. So no job for you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But luckily at that time when I got laid off, uh, it was like coming into holiday season. So I ended up doing like black Friday sales and all this stuff. And it like just killed it, had a ton of sales and, and it was still really tough, like working for myself, but it was enough to like, you know, pay bills and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So that first like black Friday time, would you say that's like a pinpoint of where your business kind of started to, to take off from?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that was like kind of the reassurance that I needed to know, like, this is totally possible mm-hmm. and I could totally do this. Uh, people like my stuff. People like, uh, my t-shirts and they like the art and, uh, I knew, like, oh yeah, I know. If I keep going at it, like, I can keep sustaining this. So that was definitely like the kick that I needed. Yeah, especially after like being laid off and being stressed out. That I just bought a new house, just bought a Lexus, and my, and now I don't have a job. <laughs> yeah, <it's so laughs> like, scary. I'm so screwed. <laughs> and I didn't have a degree because I ne- I never graduated. Yeah, I, I was a semester <laughs> away. So like. And all those things were just like, and I knew I didn't want to work in an agency. So it was just so like, I didn't, it was crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Could you have imagined at that point in time that only, you know, a handful of years later, you would have been a, uh, like a, was it Pepsi Snapple <laughs> artist mentor yeah, yeah, working, doing a special, uh, uh, MacBook pro for MKBHD. Yeah and just winning a shorty award like just all of these different Mm -hmm. like experiences that you've been able to do over the last few years uh looking back like i don't know where was your head space at
1: i uh i knew i like i knew (laughs) that if if i wanted to do it i i definitely could and I, and I, I've, my parents, my dad just always built that like confidence. I me mean, I knew I could do it, but I, the thing that I didn't know was like how it was going to happen, how long it would take. So then back mm. then I was very impatient. So it was yeah. like, that was my biggest hurdle is <clears throat> not the, like being impatient. And I didn't really know like how it would play out. I definitely, I definitely, definitely didn't think it would be as it is right now. Like I thought it could be good. And decent, but I didn't think I'd be able to like support four kids and, mm-hmm. you know, have a house and like, yeah, I think like a normal life and be an artist. Sure. Um, I thought I'd, it would be a little bit different. So definitely surprised in that sense. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. What time and some work can do.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's probably a lot of people's assumption is like, well, you can be an artist, but, but you, it, you're either choosing be an artist or like have a, life where you can support <laughs> your family yeah
1: you know? yeah the the hard part with like yeah i mean a, a lot of artists would probably call me like a sellout be just because like <laughs> i'm not i'm doing things like more mainstream and it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like um you know I'm, I'm not a traditional artist um but you have to you kind of have to go that route unless you die you know yeah <laughs> then yeah then your art's worth more i guess that's what they say but uh <laughs> um so yeah I'm saving
2: this T-shirt. I'm, yeah. holding, on, I'm holding on to this. <laughs> yes. uh, speaking of this T-shirt, so you've spoken on your podcast, yeah. on your anchor podcast, that uh, which we also put the, our anchor. Our podcast is through Anchor. As oh well. yeah, I so, love yeah. those guys. Yeah, and uh, you've spoken a lot about your appreciation for Arizona. Totally. Um, and about how how we should invest in where we live before we decide it's not for you. Yeah. That's been something we've talked about on this podcast mm-hmm. is how undervalued we feel like Arizona is. Yeah. That, that a lot of people that grow up in Arizona think that Arizona isn't a great place to live. Totally. Until you go somewhere Until else. Until you go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like Kentucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're... You probably don't even remember, but I, I texted you when I was moving back from Kentucky and I remember all you said was, hey, man, I heard you're moving back to the promised land.
3: Yes. You, I mean, that's weird that I remember that.
0: Yeah. But I remember I remember that because everything you do is Arizona, um, yeah. which is just awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's sweet.
1: Yeah, for that, that that whole thing was, you know, I just think it's super important to, like, pay attention to what's what we have. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what we have, like, that's right in front of us. You know, I think that's the biggest thing, whether it's where you live or what you want to do in your life. But we have we have all the tools to do what we want. A lot of times we're just so focused on thinking we need these other tools. And um, whether it's like I'm unhappy because I think I live in a crappy desert or whatever the case is, but you hear it a lot with young younger people is like, mm-hmm. oh, this place stinks or yeah. I just want to move to L.A. or I want to live by the beach. But like, there's so much right in front of us mm-hmm. that totally. if you just took the time to experience it, it would probably change your mind. But, yeah, when I had that realization with Sloth, that's where I started focusing a lot of my art and creativity to, like, Arizona, desert, and just kind of owning where I'm from And instead of trying to be, you know, like, an artist of L.A. or New York. Because before that, my focus was very, very much so, like, I want to be like those guys. Like, all the greats are from New York or L.A. or, you know, San Fran or, you know, Austin, Texas. And it was like... Mm -hmm once i realized like no like i can why can't i be great from arizona then that's when i started like focusing mm-hmm. on and there,
2: there's really a uh from a business standpoint like that that makes a lot of sense too because yeah. uh the market's probably oversaturated in a place like new york where totally everybody in a studio apartment wants 100
1: to, 100%. to yeah. be an artist oh I I, I I firmly believe in that and that was one of my strategies of when i like i want to own my hometown is like I was realizing how much people here wanted, like, creative people and wanted, like, something that they could kind of get behind. And when I started doing, like, pop-up shops and stuff like that, I started realizing, oh, man, like, a lot of people really like this stuff here. Um, I should really, like, pour in more into my hometown versus, Mm -hmm. like, wanting to do things elsewhere
2: so where do you see um from your perspective at, as a creative living in phoenix where do you see phoenix like arts and culture uh improving lagging going in the future where, where how do you kind of see that
1: i think it I, I definitely think it's improving um i don't i would love to see like the culture side of things take off um and not in like the cheesy desert culture. Like it would be super cool if we had our own culture that we could get behind. And I'm not even sure what that looks like, but it's definitely been on my heart to like try to help like craft that in the future somehow with younger people. But yeah, I think it's improving a little bit. I definitely still think we lack a lot, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of pride for where we live and there's just not, sometimes it's like an Island out here creatively.
2: Do you think a redesign of the Phoenix flag would, would yes, be helpful? Our, I, I hate our flag is so
1: lame. <laughs> it's
2: like the the like it's purpley so maroon bad. with like the white Phoenix or something. Yeah.
1: I, I would love to see like a different Arizona flag, the yeah. Phoenix flag, like all that stuff. I think we could use a really good rebranding.
2: Like, I feel like if you go to Chicago, you see the Chicago flag everywhere. Yeah. It's got the three stars. Yep. If, if you go to D.C., you see the D.C. flag everywhere. Yep. It's got, the like, the two Cali's stars. Cali's got, like, a
1: cool bear. Yeah,
2: yep. California's got a bear. But, yeah, we, we definitely, I feel like, Just could use some... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Phoenix flag. It's a little boring. Yeah. It's a little boring. I feel like
1: it doesn't do Arizona justice,
2: so... <laughs> So, maybe we can start that initiative. <laughs> Change.org <Yeah>. <laughs> slash Phoenix Flag. Yes. Yes. So, now with everything that you've been able to do, on, on an early episode of your podcast, you talk about choosing the why you chose the name sloth. Yeah. And uh, let me just make sure, sure. You, you, you said not because sloths are lazy, uh, but because they're slow and still get the job done. Does that sound right? So, yes.
1: Yeah, slow, get the job done, and slow in the sense of like they're taking in their surroundings kind of thing. Yeah. Like you kind of like taking in everything around you. Um, which I always saw. when I, at the time when I came up with the name was when I was not playing football anymore. And I realized like I was, I had moved back home and I realized like my dad, how much he worked and how much that's all it was. Yeah. There was like no time for anything. He was just so focused on like, Being successful, which is great, but I've I felt like I'm like, I feel like you're not really enjoying life like you should. Mm -hmm. Um and then I was like, I think you like you just need to slow down. Totally. Not all the time. Yeah. Because I do think hard work is I mean, we owe it to the world to work hard at what Mm -hmm. you know, what we're gifted at. But I also think slowing down is at times is good too.
2: Totally. So as you've been more successful and gotten more opportunities, how do you now f- find the the time to slow down? To, to... I'm
1: actually going in reverse now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like the last couple years, I definitely have not slowed down. But now, after this past year, just with a lot, a lot more opportunities, a lot more stress, a lot more, you know, and an, a fourth kid, all these things, I think I, I realized why i got into wanting to work for myself and Mm. i've started to realize like that part of myself again that i need to get back to i used to be really good at um being really spontaneous on like it's a wednesday oh uh i'm just gonna leave and go uh wakeboarding or go like swim at the lake or i'm just gonna go to flagstaff and uh go hike for the day and just drop everything and go um and be okay with, like, everything's still going to be here tomorrow. It's fine. It's one day. And doing that, I would do that, like, every now and then. And I've gotten away from doing those kind of things. And I definitely have noticed uh, it affects me, like, crazy. So it's definitely one thing I'm kind of going backwards now to, like, back to my roots. Yeah. Uh, because once I, I – know you know, when I came up with that name, I hadn't really experienced what I – Thought I would, like, a couple years later with, like, opportunities and um, some success and all that stuff. So I didn't really know what it would be like, but it's really hard to turn down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, after, you know, a few years of, like, not stopping, you know, really just constantly focused, I think I realized, like, oh, yeah, I need to go back to – I liked myself back then a lot more, you know, my personality. Yeah, yeah it was a lot sense. more laid back, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't care so much about things. I wasn't worried about things. I wasn't. I was never stressed or anxious. Mm-hmm. And getting caught up in the rat race, like it's it's like a it's like hard to get out of and st- take a step back. So yeah, kind of rearranging those now.
2: It's almost like when you're first starting out, you you basically can't afford to say no. Yeah, and then at some point you have to switch and tell yourself you have to say no. Yeah. You know, you have to say no to some things.
1: And just like, it's okay if I miss Instagram stories today. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go do something different. And that's what's hard is like, you feel like you can't get off the train because Mm. it's going to keep going without you, but it, it, you can get on the next stop, (laughs) you know, like it's, Mm -hmm. you can always get back on the train. Yeah. So just trying to keep that
2: in my brain. Hmm. so where where do you go when your creative well is running dry like how do you kind of refill that well
1: that is, that for me had always been doing those like random things like okay just leaving like and doing something super like waking up and be like i'm just gonna drive to california today and mm-hmm. go to the beach and then come back at night like doing really like out of the box things Is always what has like lit the fire back in me or motivated me, and that's one of the reasons I was saying I'm trying to go back in reverse yep. because um, a lot it was just like grind, 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 grind. I got to keep going, and uh, so yeah, so random things, yeah, like oh, I'm gonna go play laser tag today. <laughs> like what? Why would you do that? I don't know. Why laser not? quest down on Peoria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, like, the other week, last week, I just uh, went to the lake to work when I used to do that all the time. But mm-hmm. I came back, and I was, like, I felt so good. I was yeah. like, man, I don't know why I stopped doing those things. But, yeah, so just doing something that's out of the ordinary. Either it's like that or going to hang out with friends with no agenda, you know, like, not work-related or yep, just getting outside of the normal habitat.
2: Nice. We we've talked to, we've talked a lot before about our uh, pet peeves that bother us, <laughs> and uh, one stood out hearing you talk about one of your pet peeves, and I'm interested if, if you still feel the same. People leaving their shopping carts yes. out in the parking yes. lot. I
1: have I have another good pet peeve too, but oh. yes, the shopping cart thing is so annoying. <laughs> that and like people that leave like you know if you grab something at the store, and then you don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then they just, like, throw it on the ground. Or I'm like, Put it on a shelf. That's
0: like yeah. not where it goes. I,
2: I saw a donut sitting on a tub of butter <laughs>
0: yesterday. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like an actual donut? Yeah, like they had pulled it from the thing the and then decided they didn't want it and just set it on a tub of butter.
1: I always see those carts, though, and I'm like, it literally is, like, 10 feet away from you. Why can't you just push it back? <laughs> I don't understand. But, I mean, it does make sense because, like, the where we are in the world and people and what they do and all that, but it's just crazy to me. But yeah, I hate that. I'm like, I'll just just push it back. But yeah, I have another pet peeve.
2: Yeah, I'd love to hear it. <laughs>
1: this one's not probably totally relevant to other people, but or to most. But at my house, we have uh, natural peanut butter. You know, that you mm-hmm. it's like you have to stir it. Yeah, it like separates. Oil. So I hate stirring it because. I always spill it. I'm it's not so really. Hard to stir. Yeah, I'm not finesse. Like I'm kind of like a brute force <laughs> kind of dude. So I always get the oil everywhere. It's all over my hands, and I gotta clean it up, and it takes forever. And so when the peanut butter runs out of the fridge, we all, we go to Costco. So we always have like two or three of them. Um, I'm always like super annoyed when it's empty because now i have to refill it so (laughs) i told my wife i'm like if the peanut whoever leaves the peanut butter empty in there (laughs) they can't throw it away you have to get a new one and stir it and put it back in there and she's like why would you have to do that i'm like it's the same thing as like Leaving the toilet paper, like, no, like, if, if, like, you go to the bathroom and there's like no more toilet paper left, Mm -hmm. if it's your house, like, refill the toilet paper. Don't leave it for somebody else to pick (laughs) up, like, your mess. And so, that's the same way I feel about the peanut butter is like, yo, if the peanut butter is empty and you threw it away and we have more, stir it and put it back in there. So, the next time someone goes to get peanut butter, they don't have to Ah. like stir it up and go through that whole thing. So that's that's my pet peeve right now is the peanut butter.
2: <laughs> that's a good one.
1: And we we like we'll like fight about this for like an hour. Like try to prove <laughs> each other wrong. She believes it's not your responsibility. And I'm like, Yes, it is.
0: That oil's rough too.
1: Yeah. Peanut butter. It like my, doesn't
0: come off your hand. It like yeah. we mm. have the same one from Costco. Yeah. And even after you stir it once, I feel like it's still separates yeah, sometimes. Y- yeah. It's like, what the heck? I just stirred <laughs> you for like 30 minutes.
1: And in my head, I'm like, the only reason why you don't want to uh. Put new peanut butter in there because you don't want to stir it. Yeah. So why leave that for me? (laughs) We all hate stirring it. Like just (laughs) if you get chosen, just do the work.
2: That's funny. So it's good. Well, we've got I've got one more thing. I don't know if Doyle has anything. I don't, but I think I know what your last thing is. Okay. I'm curious as well. An ongoing uh issue for me has been uh I like I like socks with good designs, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but there's a huge hole in the market for <laughs> for, yeah. for ankle socks, oh, yeah. with designs on them. Yeah. So the, my wife has like a hundred different ankle socks with designs. W- women's clothing has it figured out. Uh, but guys, it's always it's always long socks and that that like mats down my, my yeah. leg hair. Makes yeah. it all itchy. Yeah. So, uh, would you ever consider making?
1: <laughs> That'd be a great idea.
2: Ankle socks with slot designs. I feel like
1: as soon as I do that, like you're gonna get like stance to like squash you. <laughs> like, oh, that was a great idea. Now we're gonna steal the market. Yeah. Like, squash you. I think the ankle socks with designs is actually a really good idea because I was gonna come today. I was gonna wear Birkenstocks. Mm. And I always like to wear them with like stand socks, yeah, like cool, cra- weird, unmatching patterns. But it was like kind of hot, so I was like, I don't really want to wear them with like ankle socks. But if I had patterns, <laughs> I was like, totally exactly. would have rocked them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I love, I love the idea. I don't. That would be a that'd be a tough market because I feel like <laughs> it would, uh, if you started to catch steam, I mean, it'd be like overnight. Yeah. company like stance would just come out with it and totally be it'd be done you'd be done yep. you know you'd be done for
2: well stance call me <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's
1: such a good idea i wonder if they've ever uh tested that i don't know probably wouldn't hurt right no they're already making socks that's right
2: you just gotta cut the tops off maybe i'll just <laughs> do that to my stance socks. <laughs> <laughs> well timmy m thanks so much for yeah. being here man thank you for having thanks me for guys. hanging out with us uh Again, it's Timmy Ham. I am sloth on Instagram. Yeah. T- Timmy Ham on on Twitter, right? Yeah,
1: people still use Twitter. Timmy, I do, but I do.
2: I love Twitter. Yeah. but uh, Doyle doesn't. I just deleted so. it again. So okay. the second for <laughs> the second time. I
1: only I I use it for networking. So that's yeah. like my main thing is like all the connections I've like legit connections I've made have always been through Twitter. Nice. So I love it for connecting. The content. I mean, I don't know.
2: That's I mainly whatever. use it for uh, when I'm watching live sports. Yes, yeah, sports yeah. or
1: like any events, it's yep. super fun to be on Twitter. Totally, like Twitter is a great place to find out news that like before anybody knows yep, about it, right
2: when it's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, it's great
1: so justin Good.
2: sorry you don't have twitter it's all right i'll probably get it back in like six months and then, and then
0: i'll uh, like it for a little bit and then get rid of it again
2: which i've actually i have another pet peeve <laughs> <laughs> i've been frustrated with the twitter app yeah because it keeps rearranging my timeline to be like what they think you want to see uh, first yeah, yep. you can switch but it i do but then they switch it back after uh, like a week they switch it back yeah it's like twitter I only want to know what's happening right now. <laughs> I know.
1: That's the struggle with the, all the apps are doing that. It's, it's rough. rough. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and
2: thanks for being yeah, here. this is great, man.
1: It's super fun to hang out and chat.